1: It's match.
0: That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Birds are singing. The sun is out. Spring has sprung. Has your wardrobe followed suit? If not, you can get a refresh with Bomba's That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash hard things and use code hard things at checkout.
1: Welcome. Welcome Hi, hi everybody. everybody.
0: We are back. (laughs) Thanks for spending your time with us. Um, Today is a tripod, just the three of us. And we are discussing all of your questions that just give us so much to think about. Um, I'm going to surprise the two of you and we are actually going to start with some rapid fire questions.
1: Oh, this is fun. Also- I just feel like a little saucy today. You do? Yeah, I just, I feel it. I feel like I want to interrupt you a lot. Oh,
0: God. And like,
1: I don't know what that is. It's this energy that comes into Abby
0: where she, in the beginning of our relationship, when she got like this, she would do this thing that they used to do on their soccer team, I guess, where they'd be walking next to their friend (laughs) and she would stick out her foot and try, okay.
1: Walking behind your friend.
0: Okay. So she'd be walking behind me and she would try to trip me like while we were in our romantic period. And I was like, what is happening? That's something that's never happened to me while I was dating. Men never tried to trip me while we were walking. I know. And they just did it metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, yes.
1: Figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She just did it literally. I did it one time.
0: And then what happened?
1: And then she looked at me one this way that, that scared me.
0: Well, you like to play and we have had some moments recently. W- just <laughs> Sister, the
1: other day.
2: Is it the thing where you knee? I do it to my kids all the time. It's so fun where you, while they're walking, you like knee them right in the knee so their legs buckle? No, that it's it different. Was?
1: But that's it's, great, sister. What the hell? No, Why? it's different because Because it, it's just, fun. Yeah, you swoop their leg. You kick their one foot into the other. So they literally, they trip themselves. <laughs> it's hilarious.
0: I want you to know that I truly edit deep level, don't understand why anyone would want to do that to someone they love.
1: I mean, for instance, the other day I was playing with her, you know, I'm trying to like. No, you were playing at her. Exactly. You you never played with her. That's right. So have you ever. (laughs) You parallel play. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Have you ever been a little kid and your brother is holding your hand and no, I could stop right there. i never been a little yeah. kid and my brother did anything. Okay. So, or cousin. I was is also never a little kid. Oh I've been gosh. 40 since the minute I was born. I was an old soul, which obviously just means you didn't have okay. enough serotonin. So somebody is holding your own hand and they're forcing you to slap your own face. Just like uh-huh. real light, you real fun. You hit yourself. You hit yourself. Yeah. Ugh. So Glenn and I, I was having a little play session evidently at Glennon and I was just like, Lightly tapping her face with her own hand. Like I was like manipulating her hand that way. And she just let go. And she just like hit me with her, her hand. And I was like, no, <laughs> I said, not- you hit yourself. And then I slapped her in the face. She goes,
0: why don't you know how to play? <laughs> well, we didn't, it's an underdeveloped skill Yeah, oh for my us. Gosh, I slapped her. I was like, wait. I looked at her face. I'm like, wait, that doesn't feel like what we were just doing.
1: <laughs> she escalated.
0: <laughs> you looked at me with scorn. Yeah, well. Are you ready uh, to play? This is my idea of playing. This is playing with words. Yes. Oh, my exactly. gosh. Are you two ready? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. all right. I can't wait to see our version of Rapid because it's probably going to be like is molasses. a real
2: rapid because I haven't seen
0: these, to which I object. Okay. Rapid means fast. It doesn't mean- I know, but in order to go fast, don't you have to have some advanced planning? No, that's what we think, but we're going to try it a different way, Sissy. We're going to see how you do when you don't know what the hell's going on. That's okay? All right. Or you haven't right. researched the
1: origins of each of these questions. In order to I'm go- I'm going to stretch. I mean, that's so funny, the rapid fire. In order to go fast, don't you have to know the questions?
0: Also, I took a <laughs> screenshot. Okay. So we posted on Instagram our- Toothbrush saga. Yeah. It was my toothbrush, which is disgusting. Abby's toothbrush, which is so clean that it looks like a serial killer. And somebody said, I just need to know what I need a third option. I need to know what sister's toothbrush looks like. And somebody else commented back and said, Sister's toothbrush comes with a spreadsheet. <laughs> awesome. Sister and Abby. First sister, then Abby.
1: Okay, good.
0: What's the one emotion hardest for you to carry? Mm.
1: Fear. Mm. I would say sadness, like for the reals, but on a topical level, frustration.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Is that an emotion?
0: I don't know. Is frustration an emotion? If if it's an emotion for you, it's an emotion.
1: (laughs) I feel so frustrated. I hate that feeling.
0: Oh, when -hmm. Tish was little, she used to sit and time out. Where she lived. I know we don't do that anymore, but we were doing it when our kids were little. She turned out good. And she used to scream, mommy, I so waiting." <laughs> yes. And you were like, yes, you, you are, are so waiting." There's one thing we agree on, honey. What's the one emotion that's hardest for you to receive in others? This
2: is so rapid. I know what it is. I'm having trouble describing it. Just
0: describe it. You don't have to say it in a word. Softness? (laughs) (laughs) Like what you would perceive
2: as weakness? No. Because I know intellectually it's not weak. Is it just Vulnerability? If you come at me hard, I know how to come back at you. If you Uh,
0: come at me soft, I'm like, uh. Okay. So like if someone has a problem with you or they have something going on that they want to talk to you about, if they come at you like, fuck you, you're okay. (laughs) But if they come at you like, my feelings are hurt and I don't know what to do about it, that's hard for you?
2: Yeah, I would like to amend. Okay. first is the first hardest thing to come at me is some kind of pity Mm -hmm. or concern or the acknowledgement that I need any help. is the first hardest one, and then softness just generally is hard, so like if John wants to address something in a soft way, I just have to recalibrate very quickly and try to
0: example get there example what what's something John would want to come at in a soft way, and you'd have to <laughs> recycle recalibrate. If he's like, I'm worried about how
2: you're doing with X. Okay. And then I'm like, okay. Now you want to talk about it? (laughs) Because I have to keep doing X. So then I have to stop doing X. (laughs) And then talk about how I
0: feel about doing X. It just feels like it's such an extracurricular of... Oh, this is so Toughness. interesting. And also, can we just dig in here a little bit? Sure. We'll
1: okay. just, this is such a
0: rapid fire. We're gonna
1: just call it fire question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think this is a bit of a universal thing. We've talked about like overfunctioners, right? overfunctioner That's a thing. A lot of people are mm-hmm. overfunctioners, meaning control freak. What are some other words for overfunctioners? The person who is the center of. Of the organization or family or whatever that has to the do. The accountability holder. The accountability holder. Okay. Okay. That's good. For all the accountability holders who are listening, who are juggling, juggling, keeping all the plates spinning. And then the people on the outside are like, I feel like I feel like they're freaking out, but I don't mm-hmm. know how to approach or help what would be good for John to say let's say we're talking about John and just John <laughs> <laughs> okay so for this morning that happened actually
2: i'm very stressed out i have a thousand things going mm-hmm. on today and need to be done in a very compressed period of time mm-hmm. first of all i think it's nice to set the table with it i have learned this so i just today he was talking to me this morning and i said um I'm going to be very anxious today. I have to be incredibly efficient today. So I want you to know that while you're talking to me, I'm going to be walking around. I'm listening to you, but this is a day I need to be incredibly efficient. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you can expect. So, and he was like, got it. And then I was sitting down to something and he, he said, what can I do for you today to help? And had this been a year ago, I would have been like, nothing. It's fine. Got it. And just. Why don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just said, these five things would be really helpful. And he's like, got it. And so we are doing really well in that department. So I think even just a year ago, he would have been like, she's pissed at me for some unknown reason. And the last thing that I'm going to do is ask her about it Mm. or acknowledge it because I don't know what it is. And she probably doesn't know what it is, but she's just generally walking around in a pissy way Mm -hmm. that we never would have gotten to the acknowledgement of like, this isn't about you. This is about me being really anxious. And also we wouldn't have gotten to the point where he's like, okay, well, what can I do to take off your plate today to help you with that? And then I never would have gotten to the third step of being like, actually, Can you get this from the attic? Can you make sure this is done in the house? Can you make that call to the doctor? Mm. And I wouldn't have trusted that then he'd actually do those things. And so I feel like over the last year, we've made a lot of progress in that way. But I think that's the thing. So that versus being like, you're so stressed out. What's going on? How can, what are we going to do about you being so stressed out? That doesn't help me Mm -hmm. because- I don't need another job, which is to talk about this complex, troubling situation that I'm just stressed out. I just need to get through the thing I'm stressed out about. And I could use a little help with that mm-hmm. tangible, concrete help.
1: One of the things that's so fascinating to me about this experiment that you're going through right now is the self-awareness that you had to have and the responsibility that you had to take on for your anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because maybe a year ago, you would have just been like, I got to do this all on my own. But like you were still enough and and conscious and aware enough to be like, I'm going to be fucking on one today. And so Mm -hmm. I need to let him know that I'm Mm going to be on one. And that it empowered him to come to you. Then it empowered you to start trusting him with withholding some of that. That's a miracle to me. Yeah.
0: And makes him understand, oh God, this isn't about me. Yeah. The whole time. Right. This isn't about me and we can be on the same team. Wow. So. job. Do you think that there's a type of person are overfunctioners just the person that everybody defaults to give them their shit because they feel like they can't do it or whatever or is the overfunctioner personality type only comfortable when they have all of the things? Both of those.
2: I think it's a cyclical situation. I think the the whatever reason Overfunctioners have, you know, nature or nurture has, has figured out a way where they view the world as if it's within their sight line, that they have some level of accountability to ensure that it goes right. Mm-hmm. And that can be A blessing and a curse. I think it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because I think one of the greatest things that you can have in life is this sense of tremendous self efficacy. Yeah. Where it's like, I can impact everything around me. I can take care of things. I am not scared of handling things. I believe in myself to get it done. That's a great thing. But then it can over index to the point where you're like, because I believe that there is nothing that can happen around me. That I don't feel a role in making sure it goes well mm-hmm. and making sure it's done. But I think that what happens is overfunctioners step into a place. I know in my relationship, the impact on John has been why would I bother? Yes. Because every time I start to do something, you swoop in and decide what's wrong with it and make it different. So, I'm just not trying anymore. Mm -hmm. This was something that we we struggled with a lot, and so then that person who would otherwise be doing things is like absolutely fuck it, and they don't do it anymore. And so then you have even more to do, and then you get bitter and resentful because you're like, why aren't people doing things? Mm -hmm. But it's because you would swoop in and redo it, or undo it, or criticize the Mm -hmm. way it was being done. So then the person who's the underfunctioner maybe didn't start that way, but they sure as shit didn't start as an overfunctioner.
0: Mhm. That's so interesting.
2: Quick math. The less your business spends on operations in multiple systems, the more margin you have and the more of your hard-earned money you get to keep. But with higher expenses than ever on things like materials and distribution, everything just costs more. That's why smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth.
0: Head to netsuite.com slash hard things, netsuite.com slash hard things. That's netsuite.com slash hard things. So what happens then? Does the overfunctioner have to begin to accept the price of having everything done As well as I can do that, do it is becoming so high on my own self and like this relationship where the other person feels frozen to try that now the goal is not going to be an A plus anymore, but it's going to be like a B plus or an A minus with things that need to get done. That will kill me because I'm an A plus person but it will kill me less than the A-plus life is.
2: I'm trying to rethink that a little bit because when it all comes down to it, there's a little bit of hubris, a little bit of fatal pride in even that model of looking at it, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm a strong advocate of that belief system, but I'm trying to adjust it because Mm -hmm. I realized recently in our... Relationship. Um, We were doing something with respect to uh, the way that my son was behaving Mm -hmm. and I came to a realization about it. That we were not guiding him the way that he should be guided. That there needed to be a shift in the way that we were dealing with him in a way that it was impacting him and his relationship. So we were letting certain things go. And this is a whole complicated situation because of his brain structure. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to know like how much to really crack down and hold the line and how much you need to accommodate the way that he was made. And so th- that's been a tricky line for us the whole time. And I came and sat down with John and I was like, oh my God, we've been doing this wrong. I just came to this realization and we cannot be letting these things slide. We need to stop this because there's a difference between having the freedom of all of these emotions to feel versus the freedom to act in any way you want. Mm -hmm. And we have got to Mm -hmm. help him define the line between feeling and acting. And he said, oh yeah, I've known that for a long time.
0: Didn't he listen to our Q&A where where you're not supposed to say it after? (laughs) He did not. He did
2: not. And it is impossible to overstate my emotional reaction to that because I was so enraged Mm -hmm. and felt so betrayed Mm -hmm. because I felt like, oh my God, I might be fucking up all of this, but I am at least showing up with what I believe is right, with like all of my heart and my might in trying to do what is right that I might find out later is wrong. But I sure as shit am not doing what I know is wrong because I'm too afraid to acknowledge it or bring it up. And I was so pissed because it just felt like it was like- You're alone. Like how alone? Not only alone, but you're sitting over here knowing we're fucked up and you're going along with it and you're guiding our children the wrong way, even though you know it's wrong. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Like it, it felt so upsetting. And and we came to this place of a new understanding where I realized. That my overfunctioning, my strong-willedness, my I know what's right and what's an A, plus and we're doing it my way, frame of looking at our family and the world actually led us there
0: mm-hmm.
2: because he was like, Yeah, I've known that it's wrong. And also I trust you and you have great ideas and you seem to think this was right. And also this is what ends up happening anyway, is what you think is right Mm -hmm. because you think my shit is B+. Oh,
0: when he said, I know, he meant, yeah, I've had that hunch. My opinion is that we have been doing it wrong, but I just my pattern is to default to your opinion because I have trained myself to trust you even more than myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
2: And so what I realized is that, first of all, it was really helpful for the anti gaslighting because it was like, when I felt like it was just me at the helm, that's because it was just me at the helm. Yeah. Mm. And we had this conversation where it was so helpful to hear him say that because it went from... A betrayal of him to me and him to our kids, to being the betrayal of the way that we had set up the leadership of our family to our family, and I had to be like, I actually do need every one of your ideas and every bit of your wisdom, whether it looks like pushback or whether it looks like contribution. We need that because I am not always right and. I'm not always think I'm right, mm-hmm. but I am not always right. And so I need you to come in and be like, no, not okay. This is what we're doing. And I'll push back as much as I, because I know myself and I'm going to push back on that. And then we need to end up in a place that has the benefit of both of our wisdom, because yes. what I've been assuming was an A plus is not. Wow, And it was freeing for me because I'm not steering the ship. On my own. Mm-hmm. And it's freeing for him because he's like, I am responsible for steering the ship. Yeah. And so he expressing that to me, I was like, I need you at the helm of this with me. Yes. I'm not asking you to do the job by standing down and being a crewmate. You are a captain. You need to mm-hmm. do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so all of that's a really long way of saying, I am not. Looking at it as the A plus B minus anymore. I'm looking at it like no one has all the answers, and you need the benefit of the full wisdom to get there. And then you need to empower f- people to feel like their wisdom matters because it actually does.
0: Yes.
1: Damn,
2: wow.
0: sissy. Good job, you and holy Lonnie. crap. Okay. First of all, did he have the same realizations as you? I remember in my first marriage, because I had a situation a little bit like this, I felt like I was the only one. I remember saying, I'm going to run this ship into the ground if Mm -hmm. nobody like says anything. I don't know what I'm doing. I know if I make a decision, we're going that way fast, which makes Mm -hmm. it even more important for people who are high functioners, lots of agency, lots of leadership to like have a strong person (laughs) on the other side. So after that conversation, was he tracking with all of those realizations that you just had? Like, would he? Yes. Would he? Okay. And and is would it he at it? first he did not understand the betrayal part of it. Okay.
2: And so we got to the place where he's like, "I get it." And then I think it was deeply m- moving to him yeah. to be like, "I need you." There's a level of overfunctioning that's like. Who's going to pick up the kids and who's going to make sure we have dog food? And then there's a level of overfunctioning that, like you said, running the ship into the ground, that's where that deep loneliness and I think deepest level of resentment comes from because you're like, I can't handle and don't want to be in charge of all of this. Mm-hmm. I need to know that I am not in charge and I need to know that I can tap out and I need to know that you are leading just as much as I am leading. And I think in many ways he was like really eager and ready to stand and be like, put me in, coach. That's I'm right. Here. That's right. And and yeah. he has been. And it's and he's been doing it. And I have been checking myself. When it isn't a decision I would make, I have to be like, well, maybe that's something I haven't thought of. Maybe that's a new way. We have two children. We have completely different personalities and people. There isn't like a script that we're trying to follow here. What we're trying to do is raise two people with two people who are thoughtful.
0: Yeah. And because parenting or marriage or whatever is about like the combination Mm -hmm. of two full human beings who are expressing themselves completely. Like if you're paint and he's paint- your life is whatever color those two paints make together when they're both pouring themselves on the page. It's not about right or wrong decisions, right? Sometimes it's just about seeing the color of both
1: of Mm -hmm. you. So I also think that in marriage, you know, the way that I think about the way we kind of operate is like Glennon has extraordinary strengths and so do I. And I am so grateful for her strengths and you're grateful for mine, but they're just so different. And so each Mm -hmm. kid is going to require a different circumstance and a different set of decisions to be made on the daily. You'll get completely tapped out if you have to be the one that's making all the decisions. I also think it's important for those listening is to um, encourage whatever the strengths you see in your partner embody them and, and pump them up, like be like the freaking motivational, like, Hey, you know what you're so good at is like this. And I appreciate this so much. And I want you to like, hold this for us. Mm -hmm. And that will, I mean, literally like his brain will blow up. Like, yeah, I think that that's so cool.
2: I also think there's this fantasy that we live in where we're trying so desperately to make things be okay for our families that were like, if I just stay vigilant, if I just do the thing, if I just keep everyone on the same page and I Mm -hmm. figure out what that page should be and we do it, then things will be okay. And partnership is the hardest shit that I've ever done. And I think what often happens, at least if you're partnered with someone like me, or if you are someone like me, is that people might be following the page, but it's like, you driving it and then it's like a ghost of a person following the page and what you really don't want or need in your life is a ghost of a person that doesn't go well for any damn body Mm -mm. and so if you try the other way maybe there's some shit you wouldn't have written on the page maybe there's some stuff you think is actually wrong but then you have a non-ghost. You have like a full ass person with all their experiences, Mm -hmm. with all their wisdom. You picked them. You picked them for a lot of reasons. Then you're like, I, here's the person I picked.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Please leave all of your experience and all of your insights and all of everything at the door and (laughs) jump on my script. Yeah. Why? Why? You're, you're you're losing you're losing the full experience of that person, mm-hmm. and you have to be humble enough that you don't know all the answers, and also that like you need wisdom outside of yourself, if only because you are going to be bitter and strung out and afraid. I realized how afraid I was, and in that yes. moment, with that what I thought of as a betrayal, I realized. No wonder I'm afraid because when I feel like I'm truly the only one leading this family, it's because I have set up this family so that I am the one leading this family. Yes. And that serves no one. Mm. And I feel less afraid right now. I feel like I'm like, everybody's on, everybody's focused, everybody's doing the best they can. And are we going to make mistakes? Yeah. But also, we were making mistakes before when I was dictating.
0: (laughs) And everyone was scared, and you were alone. And I was scaredest of all. I was scaredest of everyone.
2: Yes. Because I knew at a deep level that it was me. And I know at a deep level that I don't know everything.
0: Yeah. And to all like you and everyone who like you give yourself grace for this pattern, because I think what happens is people who have this personality the over, whatever we're calling overfunctioners today know that that's what they have so people who like that tend to be drawn to a partner who maybe is more relaxed or maybe mm-hmm. is has a different set of like way of being in the world that offers a little more chill and that's what you yearn for and so you match yourself to that person because of that thing because some subconscious part of you thinks they're going to add ease, they're going to add relaxing, they're going to add this part. And then of course we know what happens when the love drug <laughs> wears off. What's left is that thing that you fell in love with drives you batshit crazy and scares the shit out of you because your narrative about yourself, that you're the only one that can lead, that you're the only one that can be dependent on, that you, and then you see the other person's ease as not caring as laziness. And then you forget that's what you wanted
2: (laughs) in your life. And and I think in some cases, people are genuinely partnered with people who are passive and don't give a shit. And I think in many cases, people are partnered with people who appear to be passive and don't give a shit because those people are smart and have read the room Mm -hmm. and know that what is happening is what the overfunctioner determines is going to happen. And so they polarize into this side where it's like, well, just gotta like sit tight and support the script. Mm-hmm. But when they are invited, when you say to them, I need you. Yeah. I need you to be leading. I need the benefit of all of you. You in your full glory, not just supporting what I think, Mm -hmm. but bringing what you think and pushing back on me when what I think is wrong in your opinion, Mm -hmm. then they're like, holy shit, great. Mm -hmm. And then they step up in a way that you've been wanting them to step up the whole time and wondering why they weren't.
1: If you want to learn something new, would you rather learn it on your own, from a random teacher, or from folks who are the best of the best in that skill? I think I know which option most of you would choose. That's made possible by MasterClass. In recent months, they've added classes from the likes of Ava DuVernay, who gives us tips on how to reframe our thinking in all walks of life. One of our personal favorites recently was the one-on-one time we got with Amy Puller in her class on preparing to be unprepared. So good. With Ava DuVernay. With over 180 world-class instructors and a 30-day money-back guarantee for new members, there's no reason not to get started today. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash hard things. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash hard things. Masterclass.com slash hard things.
0: So let's say that in the overfunctioner who's who's trying to undo this vicious pattern, The other partner steps up and does something. And let's say it's like, I don't know, something where there's mistakes in it. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: say it's- They plan a birthday party. Okay. They plan a birthday party and it's like, sucks to you. I mean, that's a bridge too far. Okay. (laughs) Let's be be clear.
2: Nobody who's not an overfunctioner is planning a fucking
0: birthday party. So they send an email. They send an email. Yes. Yes. They send an email. Okay. I'll give you that. Right. And this email is like- Whoa, there's like three typos. Mm-hmm. It's got some crap in it. It's like you're looking at it because of course you've asked to be CC'd. And you're like, this does not represent because that's still gonna come up, right? That the overfunction, like this does not represent mm-hmm. my A plus family. So what does one do? Does one during this exercise of letting go <laughs> and whatever, does the overfunctioner? try very, very hard to let that go because it's the price of correcting it and shaming it is higher than the price of allowing a B-plus email to go out into the world.
2: I will say two things. My suggestion to the Uh overfunctioner is that you come to a mutual understanding with your partner about what the end result will be. The end result is that we get this kid enrolled in this class. Mm -hmm. The end result is that the kid gets a ride home from baseball practice. Mm. Okay. And then you don't want to be CC'd on that email. Mm. You don't want to see how the sausage is made. You want to say, (laughs) deliver me the sausage. That's and good. then you just let it go. But if you don't agree on the final outcome, then saying make plans for the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's that's too much. That's too much. We right. need to say Baby we're going to make plans to get home from baseball. Right. Great. Mm-hmm. You got that. That's clearly in your bucket. No ambiguity. No right. ambiguity. That is you and not me. Then you just have to let go. I will say that you have to, again, let go of the hubris and imagine that there is something that is outside of the way that you're thinking that is possible in the way that your other person is thinking. So we had a whole thing go down where, God bless Johnny Lynch, he was very concerned about the safety of the bus stops of where our kids were being picked up on the bus stop and there were no sidewalks and it's a very busy street. And he was like, I am dealing with this. And I was like, oh God, oh, so nervous. We're talking about like principals. We're talking about like really high up people in our school system. I am so afraid. We're using
0: all of our like family equity. Yes. And the overfunctioner thinks, we need to put our best foot forward here with these people. Oh my which God, is me. <laughs> no, this is like big stakes in my little world. These are big fix <laughs>
2: Yes. He didn't talk to me about it. He didn't ask me. All of a sudden, emails are flying. All of a sudden. And I was just like, I have to swallow very deeply. Mm-hmm. This is his thing. He has mm-hmm. decided this is his thing. And he is the parent of these kids and God bless him. And wouldn't you know that like three days later, he has a full on solution that every day when we go to the bus stop, I'm like, God damn, I would not have gotten this for our family.
0: Wow. And the kid's safety was the mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow.
2: And so it mm-hmm. just like, that mm-hmm. was open to interpretation, obviously, but his interpretation was strong. Yes. And, yes. and I just had to let go. If I would have done my overfunctioning thing where I've been like, no, 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 we're gonna this is what we're going to do. That's not important. Here's what's important. A, it would have stifled his thing where he knew that was something that was important to him for our family. And B, the outcome wouldn't have outcame. Wouldn't have
0: outcame. <laughs> no. Do you feel like all of this way in all of your situations? Do you feel this way at work? Because you and I are kind of running some a family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like You and I are in a similar situation to you and John. I feel
2: like, you know, in our little team, the folks that we have on our team are so accountable and so trustworthy. Mm -hmm. I used to feel like that before Dina and Allison were with us because Mm -hmm. it just felt like, oh my God, oh my God, any ball could drop. And I have to be searching the skies for the balls at all times and making sure they're not falling. And I'm so stressed out and I can't sleep. I know that the two of them are so more than accountable and capable and devoted to their universe of balls Mm -hmm. and they take care of them completely. And I don't even think about it. I, I do think that it is something that pervades every aspect of my life though. It is such a blessing and such a curse because the problem with me. Is I think that everything and everyone is my business. Mm. And the gift of me is that I think everyone and everything is my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that can be obnoxious to other people and it can be obnoxious to yourself when you are taking on the emotional regulation of everyone within a mile vicinity of you. Mm-hmm. And it can be a huge blessing because you're seeing things out in the world that are little things that you can just connect with people and help people out and be part of the world that you're living in. So I think it has to be seen as like a really positive thing too. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good in a lot of ways. Mm
1: -hmm. What are some things that we could do because we're in a mile of that orbit for you? What are some things that we can do, like John, to be able to share the responsibility with you, to make you feel like um, we've got this with you, to make you less scared and afraid?
0: Or do you feel like you
1: have leaders?
2: Yeah, totally. Totally. That happens all the time. Like recently when we were planning for my parents' 50th and- I wrote to one of you and was like, can you handle this itinerary? And glad you wrote back and you're like, I think we should do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, that's not what I was asking. I wasn't asking for your feedback so that I could plan the itinerary. I was asking, could you take this ball and carry it? And so it took a lot for me to be like, no, I'm not asking for you to like give your edits and give me back the ball. I'm asking Mm -hmm. you to like, Take this ball so I don't need to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then you guys took it and did the whole thing, and it was such a huge, amazing relief. And it mm-hmm. was beautiful. And so I think that it's getting to the place where you're like, I don't need to control and monitor and quality control this thing. I just need to know what is mine to do
0: mm-hmm. and what is
2: someone else's to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then if you can actually give and ask people to do things and then not control it in the process, then that's what everyone needs. Cause no one wants to be responsible for things, but not accountable for them. Like they want to know if it's theirs or not.
1: Can I just tell you, I like walked on air that day that you asked us to take on that responsibility. I was like, sister called me in. This is so exciting (laughs) because here's the thing. Like, and I'm sure John can relate like, when you have somebody in your life that is so good at what they do in so many ways, when they ask you for help, that is such a, a sign of trust. Like, hey, can you do this thing? I felt like we got closer. I don't know. Mm. I really did. And it ma- it like really touched me. So I was working really hard and I was like doing the photos and I was like, I'm doing this, you know. <laughs> and I know that some of my emails are not A+. plus. Well, Q. <laughs> You're amazing.
0: Using this as an example for all the pod squatty people who are trying to work this vibe out in their lives or their work. So you asked Abby to do it. Does the over still want to get in there at the <clears> end and make sure everything's good? Because you're still doing that, right? You're no, still no. sending No, What I'm emails. talking about is the trip.
2: I, when I was talking about that, I was talking about the trip. Okay. Remember the trip that they're going on? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, can you oh, take their, their itinerary oh. for that? And that's when you wrote back and were like, I think this should be the plan. And I'm like, great. Can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But for that, what we're doing right now, that I just want to contribute and be like, what are the last
0: minute things? Are we buttoned up on this? Because what I would say about that Mm-hmm. from the other perspective. So Pod Squad, what we're saying is plan the party, Abby planned the party, Sister still all, the, you know, everybody's like contributing, but Abby's been doing all the emails. But then at the end, sister's still stepping in, you know, lists of things. Have we thought of this, 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 some of which we hadn't thought of. We'll make the party better. But it's still like, On our end, and probably not you. I was probably like, oh God, are we not doing what we're supposed to be doing? A few of the things that you listed in that you listed in the email probably will make the party better, but probably would have been okay if they weren't there. Mm -hmm. So the question is, will it be a new era when you're like, okay, we're gonna just like they took it and I'm gonna see how it goes.
2: It's interesting. I think there's two things happening there. One is the like PTSD of being in relationship with a overfunctioner. Like you're saying, you're like, so is the fact that she's writing this email right now suggests that we were not doing something or fucking something up? Right. So that's a whole phenomenon that I get. And that's certainly probably very alive in a lot of relationships. But when I feel like everyone is sharing a load so well, That's the beauty of the shared load. That's what makes things magic, right? Is at the end, these, because I guarantee if I had been doing that whole thing, I wouldn't have thought of those little things at the end Mm -hmm. that are going to make it better. So I don't think it's like, now I can't touch this thing. It's like, that's the sprinkles Mm -hmm. that are possible with capacity when everyone is Mm -hmm. carrying it Mm -hmm. in a way that isn't possible. Sometimes, Like when we're doing something for work and Allison will have worked 10 hours on something and then I'll like work an hour on it to massage it. And then we take it to you and you're like, oh, what about this? And sometimes it's like, God damn it. We've been looking at that for 12 hours. But then it's like, no, it took this process. Yes. Mm. It's like we had to get from A to B to make C possible. Mm. And so I think that there's something about that that's like,
0: Yeah, That is all
2: necessary and good to get to the place where you're like, that's where the magic happens. So you weren't like, damn it, these things aren't done. No, my God, no. I was like, I'm here. I've got, I haven't done any of this Mm -hmm. stuff. I want to make sure I'm contributing to help out with these last minute things. And in the process thought of these other little things and added them Mm -hmm. in. There was zero part of that that Mm -hmm. was like an angsty, resentful Mm -hmm. thing. It was like a gratitude.
1: Here's an honest question for you with what I think is a pretty easy answer. When it comes to grocery shopping, would you rather wander the aisles of a store aimlessly looking up and down your self-made list? Or would you rather take a fun quiz about your individual goals and preferences and have a personalized cart built for you, not to mention all the recipe recommendations and home delivery that come with it. If the latter option sounds more attractive, which I think it should, it for sure does for me, then you'll wanna check out Hungry Root. I loved the creamy chicken and bell pepper Alfredo that I tried, it was so yummy. And the added bonus of doing all my shopping from home made it all the better. Right now, Hungry Root is offering We Can Do Hard Things listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com hardthings hard things to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies for life. That's hungryroot.com hardthings hard things. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So what, as you're working on this
0: with John, our team, the three of us with our parents, what is the dream for the over-functioner in relationship and in leadership? What does whatever you're working towards look like? For the part that you can control, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. The total dream and what I think John and I are working towards and what I feel now that I didn't feel before is which the reason I didn't feel before was partly of my own creation is that I am not alone
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that I have the benefit of wisdom and perspective and judgment that is outside of my wisdom and perspective and judgment And that I have confidence and trust in whether I am unable to, or dare I say, unsuitable to a certain thing, that it will be done in a way that's in the best interests of our team. Mm
1: -hmm. Hmm.
2: And that's what Pieces to me. Mm. It's like you can sleep because someone else is carrying the
0: sky with you. Yeah. That's right. I remember. So, in my first marriage, I was really confused about money. And I think I still am working out a lot of that stuff. But I kept throughout our marriage giving away all of our money. We didn't even have a lot of money. I was a teacher, yeah. and but I don't know if I had shame or I don't know what it was, but three times. I remember we, that. We, there was that orphanage in yeah, I gave Central all of America where you gave or- literally all your money All to. of our money, our entire mm-hmm. bank account, because I found out that they were going to shut down or something, I don't know. And bless Craig's heart, he came home and I was like, this is what we're supposed to do. And P.S. Back then, I was an evangelical Christian, accidentally. So it's just different language. So you can. Yeah. Bad not, news. Got a message from the from God. God right? Say goodbye so, to your bank account. How are you going to argue with that? That's the language I used. I feel called to do this. Like I feel. Mm-hmm. Like what are we? And so then, and then I started a preschool in my basement, and I used all of our money. Every we just saved up again. But luckily, the preschool was so lucrative that it worked (laughs) out. Yeah, because I promised Craig that we would have students who would pay, but then I didn't charge anyone. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not proud of it. I'm actually really not. I feel like I was confused. I was had shame about money or whatever, so I just kept emptying, giving it all away. When Abby and I, like a year into our relationship, we were having some kind of money talk, and I brought up this, Mm -hmm. and she looked at me and she goes. I just want you to know that will never happen again. (laughs) You you will never give away all of our money again. And I looked at her like someone had saved me. Mm -hmm. Someone had saved me from myself. I don't know why I keep thinking of this moment when you're talking, but I felt like, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. I am not good at this. Like, I have <laughs> a, and people just letting me sink this ship left and right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. If you, if I keep being, I will
2: burn this shit to the ground. That is, is ground. what I mean, sister. This is what John and I have talked about so much is that the people who are the overfunctioners are often labeled as the control freaks and the people who can't let go. And what, on behalf of overfunctioners everywhere, what I want to say is what we desperately want more than anything is to acquiesce control, yeah. to not be in charge of everything. And whether it's from our own lived experience or whether it's from the circumstances of the relationships that we have chosen, or whether it's from the polarization that we have enforced on our partners because we have been so over-functioning that has mm-hmm. forced them to the passive end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We genuinely feel like we cannot give up control. We genuinely feel like love looks like continuing to hold up the sky with exactly the same vigor that we always have done. And what feels like The greatest offering you could give someone is to say, I am here, you are with me, you are not alone, and I am here watching over every step of this with you, and I am not going to let you make mistakes, I am not going to let you be in charge of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. that's what we want to hear. I am not going to let you control this thing forever Mm -hmm. because what we want is someone who will be accountable for it with us. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. Even though it looks like that's the last goddamn thing we want.
0: And the person has to say, accountability is going to look different. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Your idea of accountability is not necessarily our idea of accountability. Mm -hmm. So- Whereas you might say, I'm going to be on fire today. I'm going to be whatever. The, un- the other person might say, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to do this my way. And we're going to get to our goal, but it might look different than the way that you would do it. And you're just going to have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Pod squad. Just so you know, that was question that was two of rapid our fire. rapid fire, <laughs> which was only supposed right. to be the five minute introduction to the pod squad questions that we were going to get to today. <laughs> you so, should have told me the questions in advance. I
1: would have done it rapid fire. I'm Longest so grateful. rapid fire ever. I'm
0: so grateful. I think this idea of overfunctioning and, and especially as with women, because you know, men are never called control freaks. That's a gendered thing. And like, I just I want to hear from the pod squad about this. I want to know if you have ideas for how to make this a system of like mm-hmm. undoing, getting the overfunctioner off the hook a little bit and creating atmospheres where the other people can bring their full selves again because they don't feel afraid and how we can get more people at the helm of the ship so that everybody can feel safe and less alone. It's a big, beautiful deal. And Sissy, thank you for being so open. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Of course. I think it's the greatest gift, honestly, of the
2: last year of our lives, because I, you look also at your partner differently. You're like, Mm -hmm. I need you.
0: He's the one I need. And I respect
2: you Mm -hmm. and I trust you and we need you. And also I can breathe because I don't think the happiness and safety of this family is predicated on me not breathing. Yeah. So- Whereas everyone else does a rapid fire, we do a slow burn. And that slow burn was for you today, Pod
1: Squad. Sissy, I just want to say to you that your sister and I love you. And we think that you might need to hear from us that we are a part of this and we've got this together. I know that, girl. You know, I know that. And I just want to be clear because it seems like the communication bits really important and your self-awareness And I just am so happy for you
0: I'm gonna delete all my texts I started that say I'm just concerned that you seem stressed out <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's weird a while back I was gonna I was getting ready to send you a text and t- Abby was like what are you doing and I it literally said I just feel worried or concerned or something I feel like you're stressed out today and, and Abby goes don't say the word concerned to sister
1: mm. Abby. I was like, what?
0: Concerned? She's like, I just don't, it's just
1: not.
2: Is yeah, that so interesting? Concerned so judgy. is interpreted
0: as me as
2: there's an additional problem of which you need to be aware and address.
1: She that said it feels judgy.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, Pod Squad, we are not concerned about you. You've got this, along with the help of other people who will equally hold the sky with you. Perhaps. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to us if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do each or all of these three things. First, can you please follow or subscribe to We Can Do Hard Things? Following the pod helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. To do this, just go to the We Can Do Hard Things show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. This is the most important thing for the pod. While you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share an episode you loved with a friend, we would be so grateful. We appreciate you very much. We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios.